to go into, let's call it the internal cauldron of my emotions. Welcome to the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, a Nick Cage tribute podcast. I am Erin. And I'm Tammy. We're two besties who love to drink and watch Nick's movies, so we combine our superpowers. Each episode, we pair a themed cocktail with the movie that we are reviewing. So join us as we journey into the internal cauldron of today's movie. Today's movie is Vengeance, a love story from 2017. It's quite a dark film, and we weren't quite sure what to do for the drink. Um, So I suggested, because the only thing in the movie is whiskey and beer, I suggested just a shot of whiskey and a beer. But then we were like, oh, let's do something a little bit different. So Tammy has this Jameson Stout edition of whiskey. Um, And we took two ounces of the whiskey, shook it with ice, and then Mm. poured ginger beer over it and did a little squirt of lemon because I thought it needed probably a little citrus. Mm -hmm. So, And we're calling this? The Darkness Within. Mm -hmm. Because if you've seen the movie, movie. this is it, yeah. All right. Cheers to Nick. Here we go. He did did do a good job with this film. It's just a tough film. Oh, that's nice. It's sweeter than I thought it would be. I like it. I thought I was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to get you on whiskey yet. Oh, my God. I can feel the kind of warmth. A little bit of the warmth. The warmth within. I think the ginger beer. <laughs> I think the ginger beer really cuts that, like, whiskey bite out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, drink done. That was easy. That was super easy. <laughs> All right, Tammy. So now that drinks are, ha- mm-hmm. are, are had, how are you? How have you been? I've been, I've been good. Um, you know, life is always a little crazy and busy. My work has been busier. We've made some changes that were needed. But of course, when you make changes, that means you have to uh, make things and create things. And so that's been a little stressful. And I've had some other things on my plate. But fortunately, one of those big things is gone. Just finished. I just wrapped that up yesterday. So getting back to calmness. Yay! Um, you know, trying to get back to just reading, watching TV, my normal stuff. But I Thank did have a rather interesting night that I did not tell you about either. So last night... Yes, you were very cryptic last mm-hmm. night. Well, it, your, it something, was, inc- something crazy happened. It, it was a, an incredible situation. So last night um, was Valentine's for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not that it wasn't Valentine's Day for anybody, <laughs> but just... <laughs> At the time of the recording. Yes. Yesterday yeah. <laughs> was, was Valentine's. Not, not like we're time traveling. <laughs> so um, we had uh, gone out like early birds to avoid all of the people, which mm-hmm. was great. We got home and my uh, friend and neighbor, Desmond, called and he said, hey, where are you? And me being my normal like douchebag self is like, <laughs> I'm at home. Where else would I be? And then I could tell as he continued talking, he was really upset. And he told me, we have found a baby in the middle of the road. What? And I don't know what to do. So obviously I said, excuse me, because I thought I did not hear that correctly. Mm-hmm. And he was very upset. And he said, we, we found a baby in the middle of the road. And I don't know what to do. I, I was like, okay. I like, oh nor, God. nor do I. But... You know, I said, have you called the police? And he said, yes. You know, we've been waiting an hour. No one's showing up. 
I don't know what to do. I just feel like Holy we, shit. he was like, I just feel like we should have a female and you know, you, you, you work with kids and, and I was like, okay, okay. Like I, I will be there. So we um, showed up and it was very close to where we were. Um, but you will know mm-hmm. it was right off of Blanding Boulevard. Listeners, mm-hmm. you will not know that Blanding Boulevard is an, an a very busy, yeah, Blanding, busy, um, it's it's commercial the, kind of. It's almost street. like a, a a highway that's not a highway. Yeah, in this city. this was on the slower side of it because mm-hmm. it, it, where we were, but still, like it was dark. It was around seven o'clock at night. There's mm-hmm. cars going up and down. No one is expecting to see anyone crossing the road, mm-hmm. especially a small toddler. So um, this this child was about three or maybe four. Mm-hmm. So as they were driving by, they happened to spot her on the sidewalk stepping into the road. Christ. So they stopped, they called the police, but the police hadn't shown up. And I know, let's not go into cops. I know everybody's busy. I know like there's misappropriation of, of resources and all this kind of stuff. Not all cops are bad. But I also, you know, when we went and I was coming back with, with Jeff, I was like, listen, I get like, the call, hey, I think I saw a shadow in my backyard. Yeah. Maybe that takes a while, but I just felt like a child. A child almost got hit on Blanding, but maybe we should go there. Yeah, so so we showed up, and, you know, he was just you know, holding this little baby, no shoes. Like, still looked very well taken care of, but no shoes. And I was like, she, she must have gotten out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just what do we do? So then I took her. He was a, a a mess because you know Aww, you 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 feel well, but you feel bad because it's like how must this child feel also to? I feel not... like they're on a grand adventure. No, no, she did not, and and and, <laughs> and it it was it was also confusion of from what we got out of her. You know, she said something like, you know, um, mom left the truck, like left, and she said mom left me in the truck, like, and then it went in the truck is mm-hmm. kind of what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like somebody just dropped me out. But that's a three-year-old who is not processing things. So then we're like, oh my goodness, did she wander off? Did, you know, someone drop her off? And so it's it's a very chaotic thing that you never expect to see yeah. yourself in. But fortunately, very shortly after, you know, we went there and I was holding her and we were, we, she was like, I want some apples. I was like, <laughs> Jeff, go get this baby some apples. And he was walking away. <laughs> And the police showed up, and so they're kind of explaining. I'm just sort of there just for comfort because I'm like, I don't know, I just showed up. I'm gonna hold this baby. Um, and um, a a lady came from the other like end of the road, and we heard her, and then this baby that I was holding saw her and was like, "Mom!" And it was like the dad came and he was like, "Oh my god!" Like he he knew the the child's name, but of course we were still. I know you're like, "Well, how do you know?" Because he no, was like, it's "Oh, not even so that." It was just like you could tell. It's been over an hour. You could tell that. So so the dad came and was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, baby's name. Like, oh wow. He was just flabbergasted, and then he like grabbed her from from me which but not in a weird aggressive yeah, way but just, you just like oh my god just like oh my god my child but i was also like um sir like who how do i know but you know she she seemed to be fine with him and then the mom came and then she was reaching out to mom but of course like desmond and i were like wait are we sure that's her real mom like blah, 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 blah. but it all got worked out you know she you know and then and then like uh her older brother was watching and he fell asleep kind of thing and it's just one of those things that happen here's the thing we hear it all the time please mm-hmm. don't get mad at me for comparing pets 
and children. I know that they are not the same, but my point is pets get out all the time mm -hmm. because just and just they don't have thumbs, right? Right? They just they just monitor. It, it, it's just and it's like people are so shocked when it's children. It's like, of course it's gonna happen. Oh, I straight up in kindergarten snuck out of my house when I was sick and walked to my school <laughs> a block away in my pajamas and slippers, and then got to my classroom and was like, yeah, I don't feel good, and then walked all the way back. And my mom was like. Unaware. Yeah. It's just you You think that the child is asleep. You know, you think that it's fine. Who? Any number of things. So the moral of the story is children are like raptors. They can open <laughs> doors. Don't have those kinds of doors. But fortunately, everything worked out and it was... But it was just... It was very surreal because you hear of these that things was, happening. That's crazy. But I never thought I would be in it even for a small amount of time. So that was... That's my, how I'm My doing. how you doing is so lame compared to yours. <laughs> Let's hear about your birds. No, I'm just kidding. I love your I, birds. That was like the first thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> I love the birds. <laughs> well, all right. After that harrowing story of 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 desperation and uh, loss and retrieval. Mm -hmm. um, Full circle. <laughs> so, uh, update on crows. They are now much more actively coming to me now rather oh I, I don't, it's happening it's happening oh i i don't goodness. have to be like coaxing them over i'm more like a hey guys <laughs> and they're like oh shit she's here here she got and they they, they fly over now quickly oh my gosh, that's so exciting. and easily i did fuck up today though because i i was leaving and i i put their peanuts on a, a lid from a bucket in the yard rather than in this place i've always put it which is in the driveway and i was like sirs and ma'ams I'm I'm going to run over the peanuts, and I don't want you guys to be mad at me. <laughs> and then I put them on the plate or the bird plate, and they just stared at it and left. And I was like, "Oh God, I hope they come back. I hope I haven't made so a terrible error." Never that asshole child like I was, <laughs> where someone would have a bag of chips, and I would say, "Do you want some more chips?" And they'd be like, "Yeah," and I would crush them. <gasps> No, because I didn't know. want to crush. I was like, please don't be mad at me, girls. Please come back. As I said, you were not that asshole child They did like me. bring me a stick. And now people are, I'm sure people are going to be like, okay, how do you know it's a crow stick? Because I watched the crow fly up with the stick and then leave it. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I was, so I had, next time I saw them, I picked up the stick. And I, I was like, thank you so much for the stick. I really appreciate it. Uh, I also prefer money. Um, <laughs> Please find a 20. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of money? Um, so that's, and uh, so then um, we did Hogtown again. It did not rain. It, the weather was lovely. And mm. we had a good, good experience. Good. Wait, was it cold? I don't remember now. The last time we went to Hogtown, it was cold. It was cold for you all in the morning. I think it might have gotten better. That was yes. the time where I sent pictures of. Oh, you made, didn't. I made. Go. A, I went. I yeah. I made a fire and was drinking. Yes. mimosas by myself. Yeah, and we. I left I my. Like, I'm happy. I left my stuff in the car. I didn't left my cloak in the car. It was so hot. Um, and I but I had layered up. And then bought clothes, so I left in a different outfit than I showed up in. And also that, that had was their whole plan. Yep. Like, oh, well, we got one. Three fucking layers. <laughs> Reading update. I have finished. I have finally finished The Court of the Vampire Queen by Katie Robert, which is actually three books in one. Okay. Um, and it's about kind of a polyamorous um, group of three vampires and a lady. Hmm. And it's very uh, trigger warning, everybody. Heads up, read trigger warnings before you read that book. It's a good book. It's not for everybody, but it is a good book. 
Um, and then I also finished A Quarter of Thorns and Roses for the third time, A Quarter of Mist and, <laughs> or Mist and Fury for the third time, and currently on A Court of Wings and Ruin. And then I also am reading, um, a, took a, a full left turn mm -hmm. out of like high stakes fantasy with blood and battles and whatever, and lots and lots of sex. Um, to a book called Lattes, uh, Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. You would love this book. I want you to read it so bad. Um, well, legends it, sound really exciting, like actual legends. So it's about an orc who is mm -hmm. like, I want to start a coffee shop. I had coffee in this one town, and I've been obsessed with it ever since. So she saves up all her pennies, and she opens a coffee shop, and then a succubus named Tandri shows up, and then she meets this this uh, creature called a hob that helps her th helps her build it up, make oh, it. Oh nice. yeah, no hob. Uh, Puck was considered a hob. Okay, from cool. The Night's of my dream. And then and then um, a ratkin showed up. His name is uh, Thimble, and he's a little mouse, and he barely speaks, but he's an excellent baker. He makes the first mm -hmm. thing he makes is cinnamon rolls for them. It's so cute. That sounds precious. I've almost finished with it, and I was crying at the house before I was like oh my god I'm so upset like there's just like a lot happening I was very upset about it oh no but it's really co it's called it's considered cozy fantasy there's like little interesting to, there's like no romance or little yeah, to no romance and it's cozy just cozy fantasy so when you open up the first page it says legends and lattes and it says a novel of high fantasy and low stakes oh <laughs> that's cute <laughs> um and then of course watching last of us Ringo suggested we watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which I haven't watched since I was a child, and I still love it. So it's, Yeah, it still slaps, as the children say. Yes, it slaps, yeah. <laughs> um, we've been watching Kunk on Earth, which is on Netflix, I and just it's watched fucking an hilarious. of that when I took my break from my work. <laughs> why thing. Why do the are the pyramids <laughs> built like that? Is it to, <laughs> to, 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 did to they the rain? Did they start from the top, top up, or did they start down. from the bottom and then work their way God, up? Lord. Even Jeff found it funny, and Jeff has a yeah. weird sense of humor and normally does not like like mainstream stuff we were I, like yeah cackling yeah it was no he was like so this great. is great what time. are you reading um i am reading uh a winter of the gods which is the second <gasps> book oh yes by jordana max brodsky uh which follows the tale of artemis um and so um now i can't remember the first one immortals because you put me, yeah immortals thank you so it's, i think it's on my, it's on my dresser um, basically it's kind of like American gods in gods trying to find their way in um, the more modern world, but these are the Greek gods. Um, and so the first one, a lot of character development focuses on her. There's a crazy cult. Mm -hmm. Like it gets bananas near yes. the end. I was like, oh, did not expect that. Oh my God. So it was, <laughs> it was very exciting. Um, there's, there's not a lot of, there's a tension and mm -hmm. there's some, there's, um, like sort of passion but because she's artemis mm -hmm. and one of her traits is the virgin goddess mm -hmm. there is no sex oh, so there's a lot of tension between it which i think that can often read more mm -hmm. than just like straight up tension because, in a book is great yeah and, you know, um and book two is, is and book two i've only gotten into your... but there's already been a bear attack and somebody <gasps> lost her hand and 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 she's trying to talk to animals holy shit looks like there's another cult there's a lot of murders so, oh, we, so love, far, we love a cult yeah so everybody loves a good cult and then uh watching um we're working through hunters on yeah. amazon we started it when it first came out which was several months probably a year ago but then we just lost track of it 
Um, so we started it up again, and now we're in season two. And I definitely feel everyone should watch it. I yeah, know you were I was, sending me gifts. I last was night. I was sending you like messages. Um, it is hard because it it's in addition to the fighting and you know fucking you know like fuck these Nazis kind of thing, mm-hmm. which that part's great. And there's a lot of action. There's a lot of great kill scenes and all that kind of stuff. But it also is juxtaposed with the characters flashbacks of their own time in the concentration camps Mm -hmm. and it's fucking awful and that is what is so hard to watch it's good hard right it's like schindler's list and pianist but also like we're like stabbing nazis in the temple kind of thing so wait so it's like inglorious bastards mixed with schindler's list and the pianist exactly yeah so (laughs) so it is really good the the second season has less of i mean there were times where i was just like straight up like crying yeah. And the second season, we haven't gotten to that yet. But there's definitely yeah. been... A lot of emotion. Is, there's a lot of emotions, but there's a lot of twists and turns. So that's been really great, too. So, all right. Yeah. Well, that's been Recommendation Corner with Tammy and Aaron. The Rec Corner. Or come, the Rec Come Center. back next time for more recommendations. <laughs> I'll probably have read seven books by then. <laughs> I'll run you home. No, we're going to walk. I'll you in the morning. There once was a mermaid who lived by the pond. Tina McGuire. All right, it's time to buckle in and, and belt up or ride. whatever. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're doing Vengeance, a love story, a 2017 action thriller drama, drama thing. Um, we got uh, watched it on Peacock. Um and I'm sure you can rent it elsewhere, yeah, but it's, it's on YouTube yeah. also, like free with ads, or it was like two ninety nine to rent, uh, no ads. Yeah, okay. So Tammy is doing the synopsis, and everybody just bear with us because this one is a difficult one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say now I have another part where I said trigger warning: this is about assault, mm-hmm. um, and so the film is a difficult film to watch. Mm-hmm. It is a good film, but it is a difficult film to watch. I didn't read anything about it prior to. I just I did assumed not it was like. Like, rage. Yeah, I thought it was just normal stuff. Not to say that, like, any violence is okay, but there's some violence that I guess we're more used to. Yeah. And, and sexual assault oh, is always yeah, there's definitely parts in this movie I was crying. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that are, are very difficult. So the film opens with a very typical montage of crime scene photos, police chase videos, headlines, um, you know, about crime floating across kind of thing. And they use this to also, you know, talk about who's in the film, who did this. And the thing that was my first clue that we were in trouble was I saw it come across the screen based on a book. Mm-hmm. And so I was writing, so I was like, oh, what book is it based on? So the name of the book yes. is Rape, A Love Story. I actually didn't uh, find out about the book part until I was looking up Nick Nooks because I was just like, just I was just typing on my, or I was, you know, writing yeah. down stuff. And yeah, I so didn't I was see just, the base on the book I, part. I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, like, oh, oh, gosh. And then I saw the author, Carol, or Joyce Carol Oates, and I was like, fuck, we're fucked. Yeah. Because I had to read her, it, and let me just say, she is a prolific writer like Nick. She's written, like, I don't know, like 50 or 60 books. Mm-hmm. She's written a ton of stuff. Um, I was assigned to read some stuff of hers in high school. I read um, the, like, A Garden of Earthly Delights, and it's all mm. about class wars and stuff. Um, it, it's good. Um, I also later in life read her um, short stories, The Black Dahlia and the White Rose. 
um, which is sort of a retelling of the character um, mm-hmm. that was like the the murder victim, the Black Dahlia, and someone yeah. else. But she's probably most well known now for Blonde. She actually wrote the book Blonde. Oh, yeah, that's based on that. So I didn't mean to steal that nickname, no, but no, I, no. I I just saw her name and I was like, oh god, no, I all mean, of her stuff. Consider is this a, a low. Blot. C- consider this like a soggy Nick Nug. So yeah, they tell you at the beginning. Of yeah, the movie. It's, it's it's already dipped in a little I was bit of just, sauce. I was writing at the point in the movie. I was writing down like cast members and their names. Yeah, so. I just saw that, and, and these were just some things that I knew, and and from the books that I've read, I was like, oh, we are in for a ride. It is it, because she's known for tackling very difficult subjects. So yes, so we we have all of those like car chase scenes, police videos, and then it transitions to. Um, Nick's character, he's at a gun range, he's practicing with different pistols, like closing his eyes and like, you know, like that quick reaction kind of thing. Um, so obviously he seems like he's some sort of police officer or former police officer. Transitions again, Nick is with his partner in an unmarked car. They're, you know, they look like detectives dressed in, in suits and stuff. They, mm-hmm. They're not wearing a uniform and they don't look kind of like they're undercover. They they're just detectives. look like detectives. Yeah. Um, they get a call and then boom, this is the shortest Nicholas Cage car chase ever. Yeah. And it's, it was also it's like point two seconds. Weirdly the wildest. Yeah, there's a Scooby Doo van yeah. that comes out of nowhere, crashes into cars, there's gunshots, like everybody gets shot. I tried to write this down and I was like, Nick was thrown by a car. Yeah. But I was like, Nick was thrown by his own car that was, was hit, hit by the by Scooby Doo van. And they all got thrown together like it was really it, hard it, to try to it, write it's down. very fast paced and you i don't think you expect it because everything you're like okay we're gonna slow the, roll into shit it's, and it's like 45 seconds yeah, in, in total this whole scene and normally when we see a car chase there's some sort of leap there's there's a chase, a chase. <laughs> <laughs> um so everybody got shot a little bit you know just a little bit it's got the whole shebang then we see nick and he's kind of like sulking in a bar you know that's that's what police officers do that's what nick does in a lot of his movies and i at this point thought that it was clear that he lost his partner because it did look mm-hmm. like a very serious thing um but i believe we see him later when no, they get the he gr- definitely died. oh i thought yeah. i thought it was this the same guy so anyway okay just kidding he did lose his partner <laughs> yeah he went through some I didn't mean to laugh of- on that one i was like, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> yes he died dead um so he's lost he did for real lose his partner you guys um he had clearly gone through some sort of like they don't keep track of time very well in this movie, so no. it's 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 unclear. It's more that, action based. That time has passed between that scene and this scene. It's like probably like a month or whatever. Because you don't know how much time, but yeah, I feel like it's Nick clear. says he's cleared to go back into the right. Field. Exactly. Like there's clues that like obviously he went through some sort of t- like required. We didn't time have off. that like thirty days later. Yeah, yeah. Which you know sometimes we don't need to be told that. Um, he talks about. Like, he clearly had some sort of therapy and training, you know, that he had to he go he was shot through. in the shoulder. Right, yeah. right. And then also, you know, when you go through those kinds of things, they usually have some sort of, like, mental mm-hmm. time off that they want you to do. Um, and so, you know, he's just kind of getting back to things. He catches the eye of this super hot... At this point, she's a girl, but, like, later we're like, she's a hot milf. Like, she's, she's one of those young gals who mm-hmm. had a kid, and she's, like, she's got the perfect body. So if you're looking for that... You've got this pretty thing to look at. And then the bartender's like, hoo, 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 and tells us her whole story. She's a widow, single mom. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like pans over to her. She's out enjoying her night. She's got a babysitter. She's hanging out with her friend. But then her friend's like, oh, I have to go. And she's so sad. I I, I would be too. Like, yeah. You know, you know, she's like, ah. Oh. 
So then she goes back to the bar. She bumps into Nick. You know, I had one night off, blah, blah. And they hit it off only because she clearly likes to talk. And Nick just sits and listens. His character just sits and listens. Mm -hmm. And at one point, she even says, you're a great listener, probably because you just don't talk. You yeah, know? she's like, we got to work on the on the talking part. It's it's really cute. Like, and I feel like it's it doesn't feel as forced as some of the interactions that you sometimes see in these kinds of films. Um, she gives him her number. You think maybe something's gonna happen. Time passes, but again. then. <laughs> Day turns into night, turns into day again. And so the next scene is at a 4th of July party, and we see her, her is Tina. Tina is played by Anne Hutchinson, who you may know. I was like, that lady looks familiar. Mm -hmm. It's Jules from Cabin in the Woods. Shut up! Because that's so long ago, she looks a little bit different. But I was like, oh. You know what's stupid? I just watched that the other day and was like, I wonder if that chick's doing anything. She is. She did. She she's getting <laughs> she's getting that vengeance. Yeah. So so there's definitely some some characters that you you recognized from other films. Um, so she's at a party. She has her daughter who looks you know twelveish, thirteenish, Bethy. Um, but Tina is with another guy. And and it doesn't look like a one night stand kind of thing. Just you know, some guy. I think his name was Casey, mm -hmm. Kevin, Kevin, Kyle, Casey, Kenneth the third. I don't know. I didn't Conundrum. Think, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> write that down. Um, but well, he you pops also, up in the movie later. That's yeah, he right. pops up, but is not was not necessarily integral. Yeah. Um, you kind of also in this whole scene pick up on the family dynamic. She's very overprotective of her daughter because clearly she's a single mom and she's worried about you know things happening. And because she's widowed, she already lost somebody. She's going to lose her daughter kind it's of kind thing. It's kind of a weird vibe, though, at that. Because she's, like, clearly drunk. And then the daughter is like, oh, how long has your mom been seeing Cartman? And uh, and she's <laughs> like, she's like oh, I, would not I don't know, say a couple she's hours. clearly drunk. I would say she's had some to drink. And I think she is a person who generally likes to dance. Okay. So I would she, not say she, falling she, over stumbling. Yeah, she's not drunk. She's... She's had a few. She's had a few. And yeah. I think it's important to point that out, and we'll talk about that one mm -hmm. a little bit later. Because um, she's not drunk later. She's just, she just right now, she's just having she's a just, good time. Yeah, she just is the kind of person that has a few drinks and has a good time kind of, you know, vibe. Um, so the daughter is is Bethy, and she's played by, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, uh, Talitha Alenia Bateman. And name. I looked it up only because I've seen her in several things. And then I she remember. She was really good. Yeah, she she is amazing in this film. So she was in Geostorm, which is a crazy film with Gerard Butler, mm -hmm. which that's the reason why I watched it was Gerard Butler. And then obviously there's, this, um, there's a satellite or something. Who cares? Gerard Butler. Uh, wasn't what's her face in it? Probably. From Firefly? Inara. Inara. I can't remember the actress's <laughs> name. Know, I Inara's can't... in that one. Oh, she may be. Oh, I think she is. Yeah. Again, I, I just saw Gerard Butler. Um, and she's also in this really, uh, I really enjoyed this show. It's called Away, and I think it's a Netflix show, and it has Hilary Swank, and Hilary Swank is an astronaut, and yeah. she plays the daughter, um, and that's a good story anyway. So so all of these people, it's not like random people that you've never heard of. You you see these people, and you're like, I've seen them in something. And she's like, like Aaron said, she really is a phenomenal. She does um, a great job. They actually, like, both her and Tina. I, Honestly, everyone in this film, like, this is not a bad acting film. This is just a difficult mm -hmm. topic. Yes. Um, so they head home late. Um, you know, Tina's guy, Kenneth the Fourth, 
offers to let them stay. She's like, no, it's okay. He offers to drive them home. She's like, no, you've had too much. It's a nice night kind of thing. So obviously at this point, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. I'm very tense because the title and obviously late at night. But I noticed that when they're walking, it, it's not like some, you know, stereotypical urban street. It's a rural it's like, area. Isn't it like a it's field It's like a field, right? It starts to allay my it's fears. It's like a dirt road. Yeah, it's like, it's like oh, maybe think everything's going to be okay. And then she says, let's take a shortcut. I'm like, God damn it. Not no, at night. Don't take a Not shortcut. Not at night, people. So they take this shortcut. They've been having this great, you know, conversation about her hus- her late husband and um, Bethy's dad. And, you know, there's a lot of family stuff that's getting worked out. But then suddenly they're accosted by these four redneck fucks. Who knew her from high school they're like oh my gosh it's tina oh my god it's a cheerleader and it's absolutely awful there's no easy way they're to like describe doing meth and yeah there's no easy way to describe what happens next it's very brutal and it's difficult to watch so that that part definitely is i wrote the trigger warning I, for it. I literally just wrote terrible things happen yeah and that's all i wrote about it yeah and and the this only thing i will add is that i was i was yeah tearing up and crying it's awful because what makes it worse is on top of what's happening bethy is present and sees the whole thing yeah so it's fucking awful um so bethy gets out through kind of like the back door kind of thing and is in shock and is wandering down the road and nick i really thought it was the same partner but i guess it's nick and a new partner happen to be um driving in the area and they come across bethy um, you know, they jump out, they help, she leaves a them. A wandering child in a road. Wow, right. what a theme. I know. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, so Bessie leads them back to where um, her mom is. Tina is. She looks like she's. She looks I thought like she was de- dead. Like I really thought she was dead and that she was going to die and that that was even going to be worse. So I will let you know. Breathe a sigh of relief. We don't like to give the last spoilers, but I feel like it's important for you to know that like she, Tina, she does Tina not. Survived. Um pass away in this moment she does survive i shouldn't say that that made it sound even more cryptic i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm making it worse <laughs> she survives um but she is on the verge of death nick calls it in they get her taken care of and then you know all the police are on the scene and one of them makes a comment and again just a warning this is an insensitive comment very there's but, a lot of very insensitive things in but this. at the Ma- same time <laughs> in bringing out the dead Jesus. they say a lot of insensitive things as well because they see so much shit and they have to process it it's just in the same way where we say sorry we made a bad joke you guys that's just how we deal with it so we can't not call out that movie we can't not call out ourselves and then call out the cops but i just did want to warn that it is insensitive but it also is true so the quote from the police officer is see you in fingerprints they left everything but a name tag and it's like great case fucking closed yep. like bag it tag it and and i'm like this is awesome jail. we see nick and his fellow officers chasing them all down mm-hmm. like they're you know, of course all these redneck motherfuckers are running away if you didn't do anything wrong you wouldn't run but whatever. They're running. They're jumping over, like, cars and stuff. There's this one, like, real thick cop who's like, where are you going to go? Where are you going? I'm going to get you kind of thing. It was just <laughs> really funny. And then Nick kind of comes out of the corner just punches him. He's like, ta-da! Like I'm here. story about that specific location. <laughs> Please share. Oh, I was going to do it later with the Nick Nugs. Okay, we'll share so, it with the Nick Nugs. I'm going to leave everybody in suspense. Oh, my gosh. Um, people get tased. It's like, that's what you fucking get. Yeah. And then, And like, it's all done in, like, a matter of minutes. It's very quick. Yeah, it's like, yeah, get these pieces of shit. Everything's great. 
They all they did, they didn't leave a name tag, but they left everything yeah. else. They yeah. figured it out really quickly. Yeah. Because these assholes have been in trouble before. Right. But then we see two of the guys who are brothers. It's their mother who's talking to a, a preacher. Maybe he's a as priest. A, he has the he has the black with the he white. He has a priest and thing. he references the Vatican. I don't really know how that works. It's, he's a I'll man of cloth. Catholic. Catholic yeah, he's a man, we, we see a man of the cloth uh, talking to them. And she's like, my a, boys wouldn't do something yeah. like this, even though they already have. Yeah, they're like, well, I mean, they're just, it's very much, oh, they're just boys being boys, but they would never do this. Never and I'm like, do wow, this. Well, that, you that, know what I would do? I would She calls Tina a lying cunt at some point. Yeah, and, and a whore multiple yeah. times. Um, so the uh, man of the cloth, the, the priest, whoever he is, he um, suggests, he advises them that they should get a lawyer. And he says, here, take this guy. And gives them a card. He said he's helped out with Vatican cases. Yeah, that's what I was like. Whoa! And that's I was a like, hot God, shot motherfucker right there. there. So like, you like, God damn it! Like literally, God damn it! You are, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this is where all the shit goes wrong. So the family go to meet. I feel like it went pretty wrong earlier, but <laughs> I, I know, but like it goes wrong. But then the people are clear. Like there's no. In your mind, there is no question of what they did. Not just because, like, you saw it, but it's, like, physically, like, look at her. Like, oh, she's, there's so she's much evidence. Wrecked. Yeah, there's so much evidence. It's like, I don't really understand where this is going. And then I'm like, oh, now I see. So they meet um, with the lawyer. And it, this is a really interesting scene that tells you a lot about that family. Like, you already dislike the guys because they're pieces of shit. But, like, the father clearly kind of thinks that they did it and that they should not help at all but the mother refuses to oh, believe yeah. she mortgages her house my children would never do this blah, blah 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 and who is the lawyer that they get to basically support these rapists it's don johnson i have to say he does not look like he's aged hardly at he, all he, he looks great not. he does not he plays he a piece of shit well, and that's what right. I want to say. So, yeah. like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Don Johnson, that's the guy from, you know, Miami Vice. Nash my, Bridges. My, yeah, it's Nash Bridges. My dad loved that show. He's done a lot of things. He, he a lot of times, is known for that, you know, kind of being that suave officer of some sort of law. But lest we forget, listeners, that he's also Big Daddy from Django. Don't forget that Fuck. he's... Yeah. And more, I forgot. Re- more recently, I was like, oh, my God. He was Judd Crawford from the recent Watchmen series. And he's a KKK. Ew. Like, like he's been playing... He's been he's, playing a complete opposite from yeah, his younger so, days. So, like, that just kind of gives you more of a clue of what kind of lawyer he would be. He's not the Miami Vice kind of guy. He is the Django Ku Klux Klan kind <sighs> of guy. Um, and what's particularly awful about this is... It's not just that he suggests, um, let's leave out some things or let's, you know, they straight up lie. He says something to the effect of it's, it's about the story yeah, and whichever story they're going to believe. So it's not, he's a lawyer who's defending them because everybody has their right to defense. And that is very frustrating. I think a lot of times, but at the same time, there were a lot of times that people were not appropriately or fairly tried 
mm-hmm. by crimes. Like, not even just the old times where it's like, you did it, beheading. Like, yeah. there were a lot of minorities who never got their fair thing. So we do have to have that in place. But, of course, I like, always. I do wish we were like, we have tons of witnesses. Let's just hang them. Right. But that, you know, and it's just like, who knows if that's true. But the problem is, like, as you can imagine, everything falls apart from there. The The scenes in the court are very frustrating even the um, judge is a dick. The bag. judge is a dick. Um, you, it's very clear that justice is not being properly served. It's not going to be properly served. Mm-hmm. Nick was called in to be a witness this entire time. Nick has very much played the very quiet, like cold as steel kind of officer. I just go in and I do my job. And he is well known for getting some other cases done. And that's mm-hmm. how Tina recognizes him in the bar. But he doesn't, he's not being his normal Nick self. No. He's very much the the, the kind of quiet, he's subdued very not hero. not in this movie, like, almost at all. That is true. Not not until the, it's, it's, it's bits and pieces and it's very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nick, the, the scene that I really like is Nick is watching everything that's happening. You realize what's happening in the court case and that it's, it, this isn't even going to trial. This is like the pre-trial and how wrong everything is going. And he's watching it and you, he just, he has a really great straight face where you're like, it's fucking coming. It's yeah. going to happen. The vengeance is going to happen. And it's a great scene where everyone is gone and he's just sitting in the courtroom alone, just kind of mulling everything over. And that's when he realizes that he's going to have to step in. <gasps> that it's not going <laughs> to... Justice was not served. No, and not in the least. This is where the vengeance is going to come in. And that is where I'm going to lead you and leave you. Lead and leave. Yeah. All lead right. you into that and then leave you. And I will say, there's some great action scenes. It Nick does a great job of working on that vengeance. <laughs> but you guys need to kind of see how it ends for yourself. Now it's time for a played up Nick Nugs. Very spicy. <gasps> Thank you, Tammy, so much for the very difficult job of doing the synopsis for this movie. Um, I know it was hard to watch, probably once again hard to talk about, because I I watched it before Tammy did, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know if you want to watch this on Valentine's Day. I know, I did, and um, I was like, oh, this is rough. And I was just like, yeah. Um, It's not a love story, but. Tis not. Which, yeah, which was interesting. We'll get into it more, but. I didn't really understand the love story unless it's a mutual love for humanity. I have, I have a thought on it. I have a thought and on it. And I wonder if the book was a little different. And... Tell me the nuggets. I'm hungry. Nom, okay, nom, so nom, as nom, we already nom. discussed, this movie is based on a book called Rape, A Love Story by George, Joyce Carol Oates. It has a 3.6 out of 5 on Goodreads. And every review I saw, either good or bad, talks about how difficult the book is to mm-hmm. read. Yep. And I felt I felt it in the movie. I felt it reading the synopsis of the book, which is very much the synopsis of the movie. So I think, having not read it, I think they did a, probably a good job at least like getting the main points in there. Yeah. Um, so, at one point in pre-production, Nick was actually going to direct. Interesting. Yeah, uh, but due to a scheduling conflict, uh, Johnny Martin uh, wound up So, directing. did you look up anything on him? No. 
I did just to, because I was I like, I thought we weren't going <laughs> No, I only did because I was looking something up and, and I saw that, interestingly enough, he was an actor and a stuntman. Oh, wow. And like sort of, I don't know if this is, I don't think this is the only film he's directed, but he definitely did not start as a director. He's only recently started directing. So I thought that was interesting to throw out. All right. I looked up one thing. I was just curious. You looked up other things, but. I didn't look up other things. The book. <laughs> the book was there. I already yeah, I know. The book. That is my B for not reading the opening mm-hmm. credits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trying to get me in trouble. Um, so the film is rated R here in the United States. Um, and it's rated R18, which is the New Zealand rating. And that just mm-hmm. means basically R and no one under 18 should be seeing this. Isn't that how our, our R works? As yeah, well? they just call okay. it R18. Hmm. Like letter R. Um, yeah. And it's obviously for its violence, profanity, and brutal rape sequence. Yep. Um, but the UK had a different thought. They gave it uh, what they call a 15 certificate, which means that they... Which means that they, uh, it's like PG, almost like PG-13, but it's PG-15. What? Yeah, it's 15. No one under 15 should be watching oh this movie. Oh my fucking God. I don't know what the UK is thinking. <laughs> because I feel like in a it's lot of ways a- this glorifies, it doesn't intentionally glorify, but I feel like a young, impressionable person who does not have their shit together should not be watching it. Should not be watching it because... They get away with it. I don't know. And if it wasn't for someone taking matters into their own hand, which typically does not happen in the real world, Correct. they would have continued to. And not only did they get away with it, they didn't feel bad. They were sons of bitches. They were laughing about like, it. Like, they were like, and like Nina. They were they fucking were with creating... her in the court. Like, they were awful. And continuing to harass them. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. I didn't want to go into no, that. I, I, nope. And I, I, I was I, preparing myself. You should yeah. see my notes about that one part. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, let me just stop here because this is enough. No. Nope. This, this yeah. is enough. Um, okay. So, this is all off IMDb, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, IMDb's the bomb. And, obviously, the Goodreads came off of Goodreads. Um, oh, so, this is actually, <laughs> this is, as we all know, Nick plays has played a lot of detectives. He's played a mm-hmm. lot of uh, like vigilante kind of style people, mm-hmm. but he's also played a ton of people named John. That is true. This is uh, at the time <laughs> another the, John. This is another John. It says six. This is the sixth time he's played, <laughs> and, at, and maybe at the time seventeen in two thousand seventeen. I don't know how if he's had more since then, mm-hmm. <laughs> but probably. Okay, so this was my last one because there was not a lot to find on this. Um, there are conflicting information there about this. Uh, okay, so it was mainly filmed in Niagara Falls, both Canada and New York. Right. Um, because that's where it's around. But the very, the one scene that I think was filmed, because one said it was filmed in Atlanta and also a little bit in Niagara. And then one said mainly Niagara and this one scene in Atlanta. The scene where they're running down that graffitied tunnel, they're trucking it down and they're chasing that guy. Yeah. Is the one scene filmed in Atlanta. Interesting. That is the iconic Krog tunnel that I, I have also familiar. been to. Ah, yay. That was, and I was like, like the, I got it. I was I like, it. motherfucker, that's the Krog tunnel. If I, as I live and breathe, I've seen, <laughs> I've been in that. So there's actually a lot of neat shit in Atlanta and Krog tunnel is one of them. And if you haven't seen it, just go Google it. It's, you'll find tons of photos and the graffiti is ever changing both outside and inside the tunnel. So, uh, those are all of my knickknacks because I tried to look up interviews. I tried to look up uh anything anything well, i mean in one. 2017 i know that that was part of that 
time frame that mm -hmm. a lot of things were getting churned out. This this did go to theaters and also straight to video on yeah. demand. So it so, comboed. Yeah, so it comboed. But I know that that was, uh, just we'll call it a busy time. And so it may have been that there wasn't enough time to get interviews mm -hmm. in or there were just so many things going on. But they were delicious. I really enjoyed them. I hope them. you enjoy every last nugget. I am satiated. But it was a rape. It was consensual. They are completely innocent. Can you please help us? So in terms of like thoughts, likes, dislikes, I mean, obviously we know the theme. Like we're just, it's called vengeance. So we're, we're going to say the theme is vengeance. Yeah, that's true. Um, so my you thoughts. You don't have to be a scholar to see what's going <laughs> Whoa. on. I'm just, first off, I'm really glad they changed the name. From the book to the it's what so, it is. It's I I don't think it's sell as I call it sell, sellable. Well, as, obviously I, I would yeah. have been like, no, I don't want to watch this. But I also find it so intriguing that she named the book over that, and I know that that's that's what happens, and that's what mm -hmm. it's about. But like, goddamn, you know? Yeah. Um. So in terms of the love story, which is what I wanted to talk about, was I don't think it's like black and white love story mm -hmm. i think truly that it's actually uh, a love story about nick's character and the little girl and love mm -hmm. in a way that's like i will i will protect you i'm going to because at the at the end i'm not giving anything away but at the end there it, it's kind of made scene. a bit clear yeah. yeah and it's i don't think he loves tina i think he i think he was like this is terrible and i i want to i i love these two in not a it's like i love you tammy mm -hmm. i want to protect you yeah but i don't think it's love is that like a romantic it's not love. romantic love that you would mm -hmm. expect it's so, more of like a just loving a human yes lo loving a human because they're a fellow human being that's right. been put through this horrible time yeah i was gonna say especially juxtaposed with something so awful yeah so that was my that's really my thought on that and um <laughs> You talked so much about Nick in this, and I just felt that, like, you saw the blank face and the the, like, the stoniness. I saw, it, it almost looked like disinterest to me. Because I thought it, like, in the beginning when his partner's talking about, he's like, oh, look at this engagement ring. I'm going to mm -hmm. engage her. And um, he's like, oh, and her parents are coming down. And he, like, gives Nick chances to respond. And yeah. Nick just doesn't talk until they're like, they're like, there he is. And then... I think, I think it's because we're supposed to assume he is very dedicated to his job. And that is his sole focus. Where, you know, like, obviously the other police officer, it's like, he didn't take his job so seriously. Because, to be fair, the other side of the argument of that is they're on some sort of stakeout. They're looking for a criminal. Just try, he's just trying to chat, man. But at the same time, if you're looking for some, who knows what level of criminal that is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if they fuck up because they're talking... And playing around and looking at you know jewelry, yeah. then they can mess up. And, and so it's it's two extremes. It's mm -hmm. the person who takes their job way too seriously, and the person who's like, "This is just a job." But if you were an officer of law, or if you have any kind of position where safety is involved, you do need to take that a little bit more seriously. I mean, I don't think personally that, he that was didn't, my thought. I don't think he didn't take it seriously. I just think right. I also, but I also think yes, he didn't take it as seriously as Nick's character. Yeah, I think Nick was just supposed to be the. The stoic police I'm, right, I'm trying to, to help people. I, I think that, like, he's, that's his partner's like, hey, buddy. Which also, that, that whole conversation would have been hard for him because he, we learn later, was widowed. Yeah. So, 
not everybody processes their feelings and, and gets through that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Well, those those are really my thoughts on the movie. I think, uh, like, this movie was a lot better than I expected it to be. Yes. Um, it was not at all what I expected it to no. be. Um, and uh, just get ready to cry. Ringo... Or just be extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Ringo, um, he was like, oh, we'll watch it together. And he actually was napping. Um, Thank goodness. And I, he came in about halfway, and I was like, phew. So yeah. happy he didn't watch the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And I had to just give him a quick, like, this is what's happened. Here we are. So, which is probably about the time where you stopped the... <laughs> yeah. So that fills him in on the beginning. Great. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so what about your thoughts and feelings and... I agree. This... I, I thought this was a good film. I thought so many things were well done. This is not a bad film. This is not a cheesy film. This is not like... It's ugh. not the best film. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh. Because you could also compare it to Mandy in a way where like someone, mm -hmm. like with the assault, it, mm -hmm. it, they, they kidnapped her, they drugged her, they were attempting to assault her, and then when that didn't work, they burned her alive. So it's like, we've seen... Other, and, and it's like, but that horrifyingly to say was done so well so mm -hmm. cinematically so artistically kind of thing this is just a film it's not necessarily done artistically it's just trying to tell the story and there's nothing wrong with that it, it it's a good mm -hmm. film but it's not a great film and i think that's kind of like the difference when we talk about especially these films that like kind of like deal with violence and drama and that kind of stuff this just tells a story mm -hmm. where something like mandy has a violent um aspect as well but it elevates it with so much more the um this uh, something i i should have mentioned i mean like this is a, obviously a story that we we've all heard before mm -hmm. lady gets raped and then the guys get off because they say like oh whatever she was she 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 wanted it she, she wanted, wanted it, it. Yeah. she was drunk yeah she offered you know to prostitution um to, she wanted us to pay her you know but this is also not a movie i haven't like this is a movie i've seen before I saw there was a movie on like not Lifetime, but something like that when I was younger and I watched it. I think it had like Melissa Joan Hart in it to give you guys oh an my idea. Oh goodness, of Sabrina the How old the witch? movie is, yeah. Where it was the, the same The OG one, y'all. Yeah. Uh, the this it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. She was assaulted and went to court for years and years and years and like they didn't believe her. She had a, it was the same thing essentially. Right. It was just longer. Right. And more detailed. But this this one had a, a better... Yeah, th this, this story is told time and time again. And so yeah. I, I felt like this was similar to some of Nick's films, Frozen Ground, mm -hmm. um, where they do not believe uh, Vanessa Hutchinson's character because she was a prostitute. And yeah. like, well, you're a prostitute. How can you not want sex all the time kind of thing? Yeah, like, and it this was chick so... was like... Like, fucked up and oh, awful. And she's then, easy. Right, they passed it off as like, oh, well, you know, she was wearing her because short she shorts. Enjoys, and, because she enjoys sex, obviously. Right. and she likes she, to have a little bit to drink, and she likes to dance. Like, and again, guys, we just want to reiterate that, like, that's totally fine. If you get drunk, you get drunk. Like, like you should have a plan for safety purposes because the world is terrible. But everybody should be allowed to. But in this particular story, in this film... It wasn't even like she was so like wasted kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If you want to try to use that argument, she literally which is, still is walking with her daughter to go home in heels and doing fine. Like guys, but, okay, I can't even, walk, me off, I can't even walk in heels as a sober person and not follow her. I, I was like, she has decided to go on this this like cockamamie shortcut yeah. 
in those fucking shoes. In those goddamn, like, wedges that are Now, I don't know how, I know it played out with the shortcut in the book, but I, I don't think, I don't know if they specified what her shoes were like. They look like wedges to me. Um, They're very chunky they, and tall. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's that same kind of story. It, it also kind of reminded me, again, 8 millimeter is a little bit more elevated. Um, but mm -hmm. it's a similar story of Nick being another detective, detective trying to find out what happens. And when he does find out what happens, the, the court system, the justice system cannot do what we feel is the right thing. And I, eye for an eye, motherfucker. I, I mean, I know that's, that's what, that's Hammurabi. <laughs> I think that's the Hammurabi code. Oh, I mean, it's probably in the Bible too. So I think it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible, but you know, I, I, I do feel like... For those of you who've watched Kunk on <laughs> um, I, I feel like that was part of his, uh, that original code. And and the frustrating part is only because I've recently been doing a lot of work with this, is the... Um, it's easy for us to look at the way things happen and see this lack of justice. How were these things happening? You know, like blah, blah, blah. But the problem is not necessarily the system or the documents that we base everything on mm -hmm. the problem is people Obviously. like every single time i every say it almost every yeah. fucking episode it's, it's it's like if if you have a judge who is willing to listen and not have bias it you know you can have a lawyer defend them but the lawyer can't lie you know it was just all these pieces mm -hmm. like that should not have happened if people did what they were supposed to things would have worked out the way they should have, but people ruin it. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, I thought it was interesting because it, it, I, I got the same vibes. Definitely more as frozen ground because he's a kind of quiet, subdued officer of the law trying to get this mm -hmm. figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick just does the cop role well. Yeah. He, he said it in interviews that he really, you know, enjoys Being doing that. And I, I think because he looks at that as, the real life hero that you can be you know we mm -hmm. can't be superman but we could be a firefighter we try to be, we be a police officer a human version of yeah superman. exactly um and you know his role isn't crazy or vengeful despite the title but frankly if it like was rage. right if, if it was crazy cage it would be horribly insensitive to the actual mm -hmm. story he's very muted and i i know I, it sounds like we agree but i feel like he does the stoic i've seen a lot of shit I can't give away my emotion because if he gave away his emotions, he would have get caught with some other things down the road. Mm -hmm. He has to be very stoic. Oh yeah, and he's I think real stone faced on that and, part. And, and I feel <laughs> he's just like sipping my coffee. He gives <laughs> he gives literally nothing away. He just answers questions. And he's like, and, yep. And he's like, like, and that's all you get yep. out of me for details. I was just doing my job, sir. That's called a hit, baby. <laughs> Next bitch is... <laughs> Stay back. Police. Let's talk ratings. Um, as I have already said, mm -hmm. I feel that this is a good film. It's not like a great or amazing film. It's a good film because it tells a story that, unfortunately, we have seen played out time and time again in real life yeah in real life um and they have to deal with that as respectfully as possible um all of the people involved everyone is a phenomenal actor 
it's very dramatic. It is very tense. It is awful things that happen. So like uh, Tina is a great example of someone who goes through this tragic thing. She can't remember what happened because they beat her mm -hmm. so much. And then she starts to get it back. And Hutchinson as Tina is amazing. We already said that Salitha as um, Bethy, like especially as a young actor yeah she did she did phenomenal like she was the, right the star emotion. yeah she really was the star nick is great in a stoic way um all the the people who play various this really reasons. isn't his it they put him on the cover but truly it's not it, his movie yeah he it like, was i i even feel like it said academy award winning and that's when you know yeah <laughs> they're they're using it kind of thing yeah um yeah so it, it Everyone in the film does a great job exactly as they're supposed to, even as I called them, the redneck motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Those actors are so good at being pieces they of did shit really good that as, you as hate. And I know that they are fine, upstanding people, I am sure, and I hope in real life. <laughs> um, you know, but they did great. So the acting is good. Um, the the music it didn't stand out to me, but it didn't like go I didn't off the, the rails. Music. Yeah, either. yeah. So Usually it, I'm on it top didn't, of it. I know it didn't detract. Um, like sound quality was good. The story again, we we haven't read the book, and honestly, I tried to, and, and it might be one of those things where it's like, well, I yeah. didn't get a chance, but I would try to read it. I, I don't, don't think know I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I told you all the reviews <sighs> on Goodreads, whether they were good reviews or bad reviews, all said the same I, thing. I've read some of her stuff, and and and. It's, I'm not in a place it's, to be able to watch that right now. Um, so, um, but I feel that they took a very tough topic and they did it as respectfully as possible. And if you can get through it, it is, if you can get through it, there is some rays of sunshine at the end kind mm -hmm. of thing. I mean, from the title. Um, so overall, I gave the movie a rating of three and a half stars out of five. Mm -hmm. Again, it's good. It's not great. Um, it's tense. It, it, it is a story it that stirs emotions, yes. strong emotions. Yeah, and, and it it's it doesn't feel fake or forced. And like some of the films that we've watched, like Humanity Bureau, which came out <laughs> the same time. Don't laugh. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. I know. I know. Humanity Bureau was a good story, but it just didn't work on so many levels for us. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you appreciate it. Please talk to us and 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 show us the way. Um, so, so that's an example of a good story that we just did not feel was well done. This is a realistic story. It's well done. It's a good film. It's a tough sub subject, but it's a good film. And for Nick, cinematic, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I know like there, there is some action elements to it, but overall it's it cinematic. Is, yeah, no, it's cinematic. Um, for sure. and, and I also gave him a 3.5. He is not the star. He you know, is the person that helps the family along the way, the scenes that he's in. There's a lot of stoic scenes, but he's in the one scenes, hell of a marksman. The, he is, but that practice makes perfect. That's <laughs> why that phrase has existed for eons. Just like you burn, you learn. That's, that's, a, new, that's a newer phrase that we're trying Hydrate, to Hydrate, don't dehydrate. <laughs> Those are our personal favorites that we're going to have etched into stone for eons to come. Um, but, but there are scenes where it's not him being stoic and it's not him just kablamering the fuck out of people where he does do it. Like their conversations with, mm -hmm. with Bethy. Bethy. Yeah. And it's, it's good, real. Like you, it just feels real. Mm -hmm. Like when he's just sitting there and he knows that she needs comforting, but he doesn't want to push it. 
and he just sits there and waits. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I like Daffy Duck. Like, there's just really great scenes. There's not a lot of scenes. Like you said, it's not a Nick film. But when we see him, there is a range there. And so I give him a 3.5. All right. Well. How do you feel, ma'am? So I'm going to give the movie um, a 3.5 as well. Okay. I, I told you you were copying me. No. Well, this one actually, I had it. I didn't have it written down actually until we were you were going through the synopsis. And I was like. Okay, yeah, now I can put my synopsis or my, my rating down. Because I, I, I had to, like, ruminate on it. It was such an intense movie. It is. It's it's a lot to endure. Yeah, and it's... Which sound, makes us sound like pieces of shit. Because people literally... Go through this. Go endure so much it's, more. It's hard, to, it's hard to watch. It's one of those films yeah. where you see any sort of tragedy. And you know that it is important for you to kind of participate in this because you need to, on some level, understand understand, yeah. so that you can help anyone that you come across. But it's fucking hard. And it must be a million times harder for anyone who's actually gone through it. Um, so I gave Nick a, a, a cinematic as well, mm -hmm. but I gave it a 2.5. And truly, wow. my my thing is, is like, I didn't feel that kind of, like, stony thing that you got until, like, he just seemed disinterested, and I don't care for that. But also, I gave it a lower rating because he's just not in it that much, and it's like, you only get the good bits, like, at the middle and towards the end. And I actually wrote, Vengeance starts at one hour, eight minutes. So, heads up. <laughs> that is you're gonna true. watch this this movie is an uh, a little over there's an hour a, there's, and a half there, long it's a, what they if uh, you're getting call to, a slow burn yeah so you if you're getting to, to the vengeance lot. it's an hour and eight minutes in and then i wrote meth not even once <laughs> um but yeah like i i but the the i gave him the lower rating just because like what i got was was like a cookie crumble of okay. of what i've seen previously and i know it's because he wasn't in the movie a lot but, like, I just wish I could have seen that kind of of feeling from him the whole movie rather than the last 40 minutes of the movie. You know? Mm -hmm. I just I just didn't get that. Okay. So, that's my that's my own thing. But, I don't have anything to report for old EB. I didn't think this would be I something nope. that they would cover. I searched his whole website, and but, but because there's that movie Vengeance that came out a couple of years ago, there's a lot of that. Mm. Um, but this, that this one didn't even hit the radar. So there's no, uh, there's well, no old EB today. You know what? There's but old EB and we're just the backups to him. I feel like the, the EB would have given, um, give it at least two, two I, out of four. I feel like a two out of four. Yeah. Maybe a 1.5. No, I feel like he would I do a two, out of, would do two out of four. Two out of four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's our guesstimate. We are now rating for yes. old EB. Yeah. You <laughs> know what? not available. We're, we're just, we're just, like I said, we're the backup. Yeah. We're the we're we're the we're back the backup to the backup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we did it. Now, dear listeners, we're to the very exciting and stressful time of the podcast <laughs> where we play Cajun, Cajun roulette. roulette. We have put all of Nick's films in a spinner and we spin to find out which we will watch before. Um, our first uh, first season, we picked them, and it was a mm -hmm. lot more fun. It was. And this is a little bit more stressful, but I think what would have happened is we would have just picked the ones we wanted to watch, and we would have been stuck with all of the, all the randoms. randoms at the end. So this yeah. gets them out of the way. So it's going to be your turn. It's Aaron's turn So next. I am going to hit spin. Here we go. And we are going to pray to the Cajun gods that we get something that you really, really want. Please. I just that need, we like, all a, really want. I need a good one. 
Wait, no, I wanted to see Between Worlds. I've heard mixed feelings about this. I've heard people enjoy Between okay, so Worlds. It's, it's between Worlds, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's Between Worlds. <laughs> so I think it's an interesting uh, topic. I don't know that it has a great rating, but I've heard individual people say that they did like the idea of it. So we shall find out. I Yep, so join us in, in, <laughs> in three weeks for uh, Between Worlds. Between Worlds. All right, we did it. We've made it to the end of yet another film journey with Nick and Out of the Cauldron. Remember to like us and rate us wherever you listen to the show. And like and follow us on social media such as Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at The Internal Cauldron. You can also shoot us an email at internalcauldron at gmail.com. We're always interested in drink recipes, potential guests, and your ideas. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us on this Nick experience. And as always... In Nick We Trust. Please enjoy these fun moments of us preparing for our super professional 100% authentically researched podcast. Let me turn. Oh my god, my pen! The thing's starting to break at the top right there, and I'm like, "You're you're my you're my bookmark in my notebook." But also, it's almost out of ink. Shh. Like, where is the ink? It's down. Hold on, it's down real low. Unscrew it. Where is it? How do we unscrew this? How do we unscrew a pen? Okay, it's probably right there. It's probably just, just like past the... any minute, it can run out of ink. I look, that's why all my pages are different colors, because I <laughs> run out of... I write so much. This is such a great thing I do. I write a lot. This is such a great thing I do. <laughs> I do these things. Oh, my God. I'm going to fix this. Woof. Okay.